Welcome back to the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey, and this is my third bloody attempt of recording this because my dogs won't stop barking at things. So fingers crossed we can be quiet for this one, guys, eh? But I've wanted to do a life update for quite a while because there's been a lot of changes and a lot of things that have happened the past few months that have really, really been life-changing. It sounds a bit dramatic, but it really has been. And I've kind of kept a lot to myself and I think it's just about time now I've processed everything. I tend to do that a lot. When I'm kind of in some own head, I really want to talk on the podcast, but I don't really know how to really formulate it because I think sometimes when it's not making sense in your own head, it can be kind of hard to like explain it without kind of sounding like you're a bit loopy or just not really conveying what you want to. And I've noticed a massive, massive pattern with me, right? I I get better every year because I think with more experience and time, you do get better with this sort of stuff. But every single year, I get to the end of the year and I am absolutely mentally exhausted. I, you know, you hear people talk about, you know, this, is it seasonal sad disorder, seasonal affective disorder or something like that, where people get really, really low mood during like winter time. I get it very, very frequently and I feel it quite quickly as well. And this year was no different. And I was really just sitting there like feeling really frustrated with myself, just thinking, oh, I really do try and get out my own head and not let it take over. I really try and, you know, manage it the best I can. And I always kind of feel like I fall short. And it's always affecting myself, it's affecting the people around me as much as I try not to. Like, you know, ultimately it does kind of like hit them in some respect. And we had like a compact Christmas party at ours, compact physique collective, compact um, Christmas party. And oh, it was so much fun. But it, it was so much fun, but like deep down, I just thought, God, I can't shake this bloody feeling off that I just feel so crap. But I can't keep having years like this or can't keep dreading Christmas because I know how I'm going to feel. And what has been interesting is in the past, potentially I thought, oh, when I'm more successful, when this happened, then my depression won't be as bad. Or when this does really well or this goes well, then my depression won't be as bad. And Last year, on paper, in terms of business, in terms of career stuff, in terms of competing, like all on paper, it looked like my most successful year. But I left 2021 feeling an enormous amount of guilt. Amount of guilt that I couldn't get myself sorted in a way that it wouldn't dramatically impact on other people. I noticed myself quite getting quite withdrawal. Um, you tend to get that anyway on prep a bit, but I was really shutting down on people close to me. Um, I wasn't responding as fast. I constantly was busy. I didn't really, I couldn't really fit the time in or wasn't mentally ready to fit the time in. And I think what has happened with myself is I, I've tried to please too many people at the expense of myself, my mental health, and also at the expense of other people around me. Because when you spend so much time doing small talk with loads of people, or you're trying to please too many people, and people that probably aren't that close to you, you end up sacrificing the people that are closest to you. And I found that I didn't really have a lot of mental energy or time for people close around me. And it kind of got into this habit that 
oh, Jasmine's busy. And I think I would respond, but it got to the one point last year, right? My WhatsApps were at 65. And didn't matter how much I tried to push them down, I'd get them to like 40, and then they'd go straight back up to 65. And it kind of just felt like this hamster wheel where I was constantly trying to like get on top of something. And then within two minutes, it felt like it was just like, you know, um, like a bungee jump. But instead, like, I just kept springing back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I honestly, I left last year feeling so much guilt and frustration with myself. I thought, for fuck's sake, Jasmine, like, you can't get it together. Like, you literally can't even show up for people closest to you. And when I actually spoke to them beginning of this year, end of last year, it wasn't as big as a problem in my own, as, as, it, as I thought it was in my own head. But I still thought, no, this isn't good enough. I've got this weird fear at the moment about my gran. I don't know if it's just because I'm getting a bit older. I don't know. But Joe's nan died last year in August, and I still remember this. We were meant to meet, meet up with her second week of August. And I kept saying to Joe, look, we're busy, but I really, we need to see your gran. We need to see your gran. Book the date in. We're going to see her second weekend of August. She passed away a couple of days before the Fit Expo. And I just thought, well, I showed you, Jazz, like, you know, trying to... It's just timing, isn't it? Like, you try and get something in the diary and then it's just too late. And I've really started to think about that with my gram and just people around me. And, um, yeah, I kind of just really got really um, reflective and I kind of went on a bit of a shutdown. And in a weird way, it was the best timing, but my phone broke. People, <laughs> the girls that work with me will know the amount of issues I've had with my um, lack of phone issue. Uh, my laptop broke as well, which was great. But I was, like, phoneless for about three weeks. My laptop wasn't very good. And even though, oh, in one way, it was actually okay because it wasn't a busy time of the year. I can kind of, I was able to get by. Um, I was having to like, if anyone got an order, but like around December, January, please do excuse my awful handwriting because I didn't have a printer because I, my, I couldn't link it to my laptop because it just doesn't do it. I had to manually write out my labels and uh, send them. Oh, honestly, it was an absolute nightmare. But what it did do was help me to switch off especially during the time of between Christmas and New Year where you know people do take a bit more downtime I was really able to just completely zone out for a bit and I really really bloody needed it I didn't I can't do you know what it's so weird I can't even remember like if I was productive if I wasn't I can't remember what I was doing I just remembered that I was not doing a lot and I just needed that time to really just be a bit reflective and think, you know what, like, what am I going to do to stop? I'm not saying I can eradicate everything, but I need to do something because I can't get to the end of 2022 feeling the same again. Because it's just, it ultimately, it is down to me and it is my fault. And there is something that I'm not doing that I need to be doing so I can stop this cycle. And a big thing I realised was... I need to just really, there's a few things at the end of the year that I kept saying I was going to do. And I was saying them to people and I never got around to doing them. Not everything, but a couple of things. And I just thought, oh crap, I'm falling into the trap of saying I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, but never actually getting around to doing it. And one of those things was, I need to get a new phone. I need to get a new number. And this is before I broke my, my phone. <laughs> but I kept saying to people, I'm going to get a new number, I'm going to get a new number. Because I've had my number for like over 10 years. Is it 10 years? I swear it's like over 10 years. And you can imagine, over 10 years, you talk to a lot of people. And I think what's happened is I've just, I'm 
when there's so many different channels of communication, right, you've got all the Instagram accounts, you've got emails, you've got WhatsApp, you've got texts. I just, sometimes you just feel like, you know, like those shooting games when you're like, you, you have no cover. So you're just getting shot at like every angle and like whichever way you try and go, you're getting shot at. That's kind of how I felt. Like I'd get onto one, I'd like get through WhatsApp. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But then text would be there. Oh, fuck's sake. Then Instagram would be there. And it was just like this revolving door that I could never keep up with all forms of communication. And I always felt like I was letting someone down. And I thought, hang on, I really need to like take a step back here. And I thought, my WhatsApp, like, I really want it to kind of be more my close circle. And I think what's happened is I've given people my number. And again, that's my fault. No one else's fault. It's completely mine. And what's happened is more and more people... It's like just, it's just too much. Like, and I really need to streamline and minimalize the ways that I do things, the ways that I communicate with people. Because even on like an external or even like an isolated point, it looks like, oh, that doesn't really impact you. When there's so many other things around you that are impacting you, and then this is the one, you just think, nah, you need to do something. I just need to crack on. I really need to buckle up and just take the reins. And the break, the broken phone was the best excuse to kind of do that. So I've literally got my new phone. I've got the new number. I've literally, this week is the week that I'm going to message close friends and family. I've already got a list of people. I'm just going to say to them, look, there's a reason why this number's changing. And I apologize if I haven't been as available as, you know, you'd want me to be. Luckily, my friends are understanding. But... Kind of just to explain to them, look, this is just my number and please don't share it. Because there were some people that were sharing my number and I was like, why is this person messaging me? You know what I mean? Like, it kind of can feel a bit invasive. So the new number, new number, new year, new me, all that sort of stuff. I'm excited. I feel like it's the first little step that, even though it can be a bit of a ball ache, it's the first step for me really taking ownership and really making like a conscious, proactive route in this. So... And everything I did, a lot of this self-analysis, I was really brutal with myself. I don't know if that's the right way or the wrong way, but I was really brutal with my self-analysis. And being able to let close ones be honest with me as well. So I listened to this podcast that Ben Francis did a while back. And what he did a few years ago was he did like an anonymous, I can never say that word, you know that one word? He did an anonymous questionnaire to his close friends and family and people that work for him. So he had no idea who put anything. And he asked them some questions about him. And they want, he wanted their honest feedback. And I thought, you know what? I need to do this. Like, I did it for people that work for me. I did it for my athletes as well. Because I got in my own head and I thought, oh, God, like, what if my athletes aren't happy? They say they're happy, but I don't know if they are happy. What if I'm doing a crap job? And same with the girls that work for me as well. I thought, well, they, they seem to be okay. But again, they could just not be saying anything. I got really inside my own head, as you can probably tell. And I thought, yeah, I need to. So me and Sarah, Sarah Parker, we sat down for the first week of January with my non-existent phone. And I had some shitty laptop and I wrote out a questionnaire. All the questions. And I thought, right, if you're not going to be honest on there, then I'll give up. But the big thing that everyone said was, Jasmine's too busy and Jasmine sometimes isn't very fast with her responses and this is like responses on my whatsapp my personal stuff like business the girls and gms are sick and they handle that really really well but this was just me as an isolated person away from business life and I just thought damn like I can't I I knew it I knew it was going to be something that was coming up but that 
it was actually the main thing that only came up. Like the other stuff were just like someone wanted um, a few more pieces of AB jewelry, which I've done. One of some of the, one of the girls at work for me said, "Oh, sometimes I'm not very clear with like my instructions," which is fine. But that was the main thing, and it kind of like it was a bit of a bias, a confirmed bias to go, "Yep, that's that's the one. That's the one I need to sort out." And it has massively changed the way I do things now. I think I am starting to kind of tighten my circle a bit because I feel like. I was talking to Kerry Sexton about this and she, she said something to me a few weeks ago and it's stuck. You know, people say that one line, you're like, oh my God. Kerry's like, can successful people have big social circles? And I thought, hang on, let's, li- let's you know, listen to loads of podcasts. And loads of podcasts, they only have maybe three, four maximum friends. And it really got me thinking, like, who are my actual friends? I have a lot of acquaintances now and a lot of people that I do consider, you know, good mates, but real best mates that that show up and that sort of thing for oh actually I don't know I don't know many how many I have now and now am I making time for all those people again I don't I don't think I was I don't think I was to be honest last year I wasn't I I just felt like I got to Lynn's last year and I felt like a shit daughter I felt like a shit granddaughter I felt like a shit friend I felt like a shit wife because the way that I do things aren't, they're not conducive to what I want to be doing and how I want to be around people. And again, when I talk to people, they're like, Jazz, like, that you're making this a big thing. But it, it feels like a big thing in my head at the moment. And I'm like, well, I can't, I can't get past it. And, you know, I, I, it's just, it's not for anyone else, but, but it is for everyone else, but it's also for myself as well. So I can feel like I'm, you know, I'm being present in the moment and I am doing what I should be doing. I can you know, I can be both. I can do more than one thing. So that's been the big thing for me is having some real internal conversation and also being, you know, accepting silence and emptiness, I think is a really important thing to do because it's easy to fill up your schedule. I'm so guilty of that. I'm so guilty of filling up my schedule quickly that you haven't got time to think about these real issues or problems that you might be or, you know these real conversations that you need to be having with yourself but you keep putting it off I am so guilty for doing it but you need to and what has changed me this year is even though on the flip side I'm the most productive and so I'm really busy I have no issues anymore with giving myself a day off or an afternoon off and switching off I have no guilt anymore because I can't keep working like a workhorse and thinking that I'm invincible because I'm not. Because I do, I, you know, like anyone, you do get to the point where you are going to break, you are going to snap and you're just going to cry for no reason and um, just start craving everything. Oh, that's happened to me last week. I was just like, yeah, like, it's so annoying, right? With this, I always think I'm fine. And then suddenly like it just hits me. It proper hits me. And I was really like trying to get aware of it this last week. And I thought, no, nah, I need a deload. I had these plans to trade and do this. I thought, nope, scrap this. I literally need a deload. I need just a live admin week. And I feel so much better for it. First thing I did, see my mum tonight. I was like, right, every single week, I'm going to, whether my mum and mum and grand say no or yes, every single week, I've made a promise to myself that I'm going to message them, meet up with them for coffee. Whether they say yes or no, doesn't matter. I want to make that conscious effort to do that. See my friends as well. I want to make a conscious effort to reach out to them as well. I think it is hard because you do want to excel in everything. And maybe that's what I'm doing. I don't know. But I think I would much rather do this year knowing that I've been there for people close to me 
and I've still worked in my business and I've still done my own competing stuff and I've still done another business that we're going into. I think that's what makes me happy now. I think I can't be full on in on one thing in my life because it doesn't actually make me happy. It doesn't make me happy. Some people, it's great. It works amazing for them and it gives them a lot of fulfillment. But for me, I've just learned that's not really how I work anymore. Because I always feel like I'd rather have 80% of everything than 100% of one thing and 20% of everything else. Because for me, that hits harder. Like, that hits harder than the other way. So this year is definitely going to be very um, very demanding, very testing. I'm enjoying, I'll be honest, I am enjoying the show season not kicking off yet because it's given me time to get into a good groove. And a lot of times sort on my business and make it prepped and ready so I can get some time back because I need that time. I need that time for myself. I need that time for other people. And you, know, you learn things all the time in your business. And the one thing for me, I'm super excited. I haven't had, oh, I don't, I don't want to be that person who talks about it and it doesn't work out. Fuck it, I'll just talk about it. So I am very, very close to securing something which is going to be a game changer for both my life but also the business and the industry. I'm so excited for it. I can't tell you how excited I am for it. But it's basically moving Compaq into its first ever fulfillment centre, which would mean we already seem to be, and we already are, the fastest and most reliable supplier in Europe. But it's going to take things to the next fucking level. I'm so excited because if we move it into fulfillment centre, if you order before 1pm, it gets sent out the same day. And you can do that next day delivery if you wanted to. What other brand can do that? This is something that I've been working on again because I had the free time. I gave myself empty space. That was a big thing that kind of was like glaring me in the face in January, December time. I was like, shit, why didn't I think about this sooner? I need to, I need to get this. I've had so many meetings. I spent the whole of January on meetings and meetings and meetings of people. And we're very, very close to finalising it. And it should hopefully, if everything goes well, be been. One, two, I'm looking at the calendar now. Where's the mouse? <laughs> One, two, uh, what's going on with this? Hang on, month. Sorry, I'm not very good with this. Yeah, hopefully if all goes well, it's four or five weeks. And that'd be perfect timing because Compact turns four. So that's going to be another hype. Instagram got 10k for Compact. This month, which was epic. So, so massive milestone for me and the team. Had an amazing shoot as well. So it's like, it's so exciting. Like so many things are happening because I'm moving differently and I'm approaching things differently. I think because of how busy things have got with the other business I'll go into next, I haven't got time. I've got time for myself, but I haven't got time to procrastinate anymore. And I wouldn't say I was that bad at it, but it's really shown with me at the moment how it really did creep in at times. So yeah, Fulfillment Centre, if hopefully everything goes to plan, we're going to be in business and it's going to mean... Oh, you girls are going to get the best service in the entire world. And I'm so excited. I can't wait. I literally can't wait because when I, it reminds me when I first set the business with like 400 quid, I was like, I want to be the brand that has all the shoes here in the UK. I want to be the first. And we did that. And now this is just the next level. And I'm just so, so hyped. And I'm hoping that the numbers work. I'm hoping that, you know, everything goes to well. It's basically just like an onboarding process right now. But it's just going to be insane. Absolutely insane. Another thing as well is Compact Tens 4 next month. We've got a photo shoot. We did a photo shoot just this weekend gone. But this week gone with the girls, which was amazing. We've got another one next week, next month. 
because like last year with COVID and stuff, I didn't really get ta- a chance to really catch up and like just spend the day with some of my athletes. And I really missed that. I really, really missed that. And I think the first two years, I did that a lot with the team. And that's what really like kept me feeling close to the brand and, you know, still with his core values. Whereas last year it was difficult. And obviously the year before that. So another shoot, we've got two athletes have joined the team, Zoe and Alice. So I'm super hyped for that. They're going to make great additions. So I'm really, really, really excited to get them on board and seeing both their reactions. Oh my God, it was priceless. So priceless. It's funny. Both said, oh, um, we listened to your podcast with Jenny Hamilton a few years ago when she talked about she uh, manifested like working with Compaq and I've done the same thing. And Alice showed me her notes that she made in the 8th of Jan. I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. Like, this is crazy that people actually do this now. Like, they want to, that's how much they want to be part of the team and part of what we're doing. Like, it's really surreal. Really, really surreal. I still feel imposter syndrome, but I've just kind of gone, do you know what? That's just, that's just my life now. And I can't stop doing things because of it. Because it doesn't actually help anyone. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me. There's a lot of changes happening. So with the Fulfillment Center, long term, we'll be moving into a different website, completely different interface, which will just be, again, taking things to the next level. YouTube channels coming out. Again, something I've wanted to do for ages. And do you know what? I've spoken about that for a good year and I've done nothing about it. So I thought that there's a bit of extra money here. I'm going to pour it straight into the YouTube channel and just give people more insights. And there's just nothing on YouTube either. So I just think, do you know what? Why bloody not? Why not? Like, why not go for it and why not try it? I definitely think hitting the 10K has, like, changed me mentally because it's just gone, yeah, like, you know, we can do this. Like, I'm so lucky to have the girls I have, both athlete-wise and the team. Like, the team I've got, great, 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 great bunch of girls to work with, all creative. Like, none of them are divas. Like, they're really... I never really have to kind of, like, give them any um, feedback at all, but when they do, it's great. And I think by allowing myself to be in that firing line and gone... What am I good at, girls? What am I bad at as well? And then being completely honest with me, it's really, really helped. And it's funny because some of them, I, could, I couldn't even guess. I thought, God, I could have been any of them. But it just shows that, like, if you are in that situation where you are needing to do some self-reflection, open yourself up to be criticised because it might highlight things that you might not even be aware of. And I think sometimes with bodyboarding and that life and even a business life, like, you can get quite self-absorbed not intentionally but because it's a one-man band sort of thing you have to kind of act that way whereas it kind of helps you to make sure you're being you know down to earth and stuff i feel like especially the work i did with rob latty last year values have really it's a big thing that I, of everything rob's helped me with it's definitely been me being a better wife and stop being so bloody reactive and bringing past crap into my relationship but also values with myself and values with my business as well. I'm very, very content that I'm not really like a serious, how do I put this? I wouldn't class myself as a bodybuilder anymore. I still do bodybuilding, but I feel like I'm a very fluid bodybuilder now. Like if life happens, I'm happy with that to take over now. Even last year in my prep, I would not say my prep was my priority last year, which is weird because it wasn't my, I still did everything I needed to, but when things came up, I did prioritise them over my prep. And in a weird way, I feel like it helped me kind of keep that. It made sense to me and it made me happy. So I just ran, I ran with it. And I think that's what I'm doing more and more and more these days, especially with my business, with my life now. If I think something feels right with me, 
I'm just going to do it because I always do things, I never do things anyway intentionally that negatively impact anyone else anyway. But in my own head, I just get inside my own head sometimes. I'm like, oh, what about this? What about that? I'm like, no, like just do what works for you. And it always works out fine. The business, some of you might have seen on the personal Instagram, but you might be seeing a hell of a lot more dogs. We have set up a business called Brutal Bloodline. So give that a follow on Instagram if you're all about dogs. But long story short, we're going to be getting into breeding and training Carne Corsos and German Shepherds. Dogs training and the personal protection side is something that it's been like a slow burner with me. We got into it during COVID when we got Hunter because he was a beautiful, beautiful little bubs, all of you that know them personally. But yeah, he's a bit of a, bit of a troubled, troubled kid. But the transformation we've made with him and then we got Lyra, who again was a bit of a challenge. Then we got Dagger. Like we've just been slowly and slowly getting more and more into the dog training, obedience, personal protection sort of side. And the opportunity kind of just came to us. And it's funny because when I went into this year, this new, when I, you know, cheers and did the countdown, this was not on the radar, but it happened super, super fast. Like I'd say like maximum six, seven weeks ago, this was not a thing. But the opportunity came to us to take on some carny corsi pups. And ultimately that led on to me doing a lot of that manual work, but it's been so much fun. I've, I was a bit nervous. I was like, I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know if it's going to be the right move for us. What about the business? But what it helped do because I was, because of the, just the time of my life and where I was at from what I've obviously spoke about just now, it was just like, a weird, perfect timing because I was already in a position where I was knowing I had to make changes within my business, within myself, within my life to get it to the point I wanted to. And then it was kind of like an extra like incentive, oh, what's that called? Incentive. Incentive. It was an extra incentive because the fulfillment center now means that I won't have to be leaving Joe with the dogs and, you know, them not getting the time that they need. I can be at home, working from home with Compaq, the fulfillment center is going to be doing everything they're doing and I can focus on the dogs and compact. And it's been weird. Like I've basically, I flipped all day between the two. And I know you read things and people say that, you know, oh, you're not, you're not going to excel as much in them as you were before. But in a weird way, I feel like I've never been the most productive in my entire life. And I'm happy. I'm happy like splitting my time between the two because I've got the girls doing, they know exactly what they're doing with some parts of the business. We've got monthly meetings. I've never had a monthly meeting with the team, but now that monthly meeting is in place, fulfillment center's going in, like everything's getting like formulated to the point where, shit, I can actually like, I can actually really run this business now instead of running at the bottom, if that makes sense, and kind of spinning my wheels. Because that's ultimately at times what I have had, to, have had to do and what I have done. So Brutal Bloodline is really exciting. It's mad. I was speaking to, again, Sarah Parker when she was here, the first few weeks of January, I was like, do you know what, mate? I was like, because this was like, it was a, the first, within the second week of Jan, I think, the radar on these dogs were coming in. That was the first time I heard about it. I said, do you know what? I really, I could not tell you where this year is leading me, but I'm quite happy about that. Usually I felt like I've had to have like a set goal, but I'm just happy working on everything. Because I know that like, it's going to come into fruition. It's going to, it's going to formulate the way it needs to. But I know that foundation wise, I'm doing everything that I can to make everything the way I want it to be, both in my personal life and my professional life. So yeah, we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. But I'm just really, I'm really enjoying 
having something else aside from bodybuilding. And a lot, do you know what? A lot of people I've been speaking to recently have been saying the same thing to me. Oh, I really feel like I need something else aside from bodybuilding. But then we, you know, with anything, with success, we're always told that you have to focus on this one thing and it has to all encompass. And I think, you know, I do think if that's, it suits the right person. But for me, I don't know if it does anymore. I don't think it ever did, actually. I don't think it ever did. I think I felt like I had to. And at times I probably had to, to get everything to where I wanted to be. But now I'm in a position where I need, I need, other, I need to kind of have a mixture of things in my life in order to be fulfilled and to be happy. I need to streamline my internal affairs. I need to sort that all out so I can actually be happy. So we'll see what happens, mum. It's funny because I have the itch to, even though I've got all this going on, I've got such an itch. Oh, it's so annoying. It's so annoying that I've got such an itch to compete again so soon. I've never, ever had this either. I've always been like, nah, I definitely need time off. I've just gone, whatever. I literally keep seeing like shows in May and I'm thinking, oh, I'd love to do it. But I know logically it's not. It would, it, it would, it would just know. <laughs> as much as I would love to do it, I just know it's not the best move. I feel like I'm in a good groove as well. There's no point stopping it. But, it's weird. I'm in a position where I've never been in this position in my life, but I'll be quite happy maintaining for a bit. And it's been interesting the response I've gotten. Because you, you can tell they're like, oh. Because, you know, the bodybuilding mentality, you're not meant to be maintaining ever. You've either got to be pushing or dieting. You can't stay still. Whereas, you know what? I'm actually quite happy staying still. And it's not a case. I, it's weird because someone said to me, oh, do you not feel like you're going to feel guilty for not progressing? I was like, for me to be in the position that I can say that I'll be happy maintaining is massive progression for me. Because I've never, I've always wanted to be a little bit leaner or a little bit fuller, a little bit more, a little bit less. I've always kind of never gone, yeah, do you know what? This is, this is all right. <laughs> so yeah, I've, I'm in a weird place where I'm just thinking, I'm, I, you know, I'm still training and everything, but I'm really happy with where I'm at. I'm happy with how I look. You know, you still have your down days and whatever, but. I'm generally really, really happy with where I am at. And I don't re I don't feel the excessive need at the moment to progress and push up weight or lose weight right now. So yeah, I'm I'm not really I'm not overthinking it. I'm not like going, oh, is that a bad thing? Like I had the itch to compete, of course, I've just said, but like generally speaking, if I talk about just me, Jasmine, look just Jasmine, the one with the crazy dogs. Aside from competing, I'm just really, really content with where I am right now. And I don't feel the need to, I just want to you know what, I just want to enjoy where I'm at right now and not feel like I have to jump from one ship to the other so quickly. Because I think you do that a lot of bodybuilding, like you have to flick the switch. But sometimes it's quite nice just to kind of be content and happy where you are. And that's what I'm going to run with. I'm not going to overthink it. I'm not going to feel guilty for it. I'm just going to run with it. Because it just feels good and it feels right. So I'm just like, oh. There's no point trying to do anything else. Like, what's the point? Because I'm just, I'm just, I know within myself right now, I'm just really happy. I'm happy with this little weird setup I've got where, you know, I run around like a headless chicken. I take the time out when I need to now. I don't feel guilty about it. I'm making sure I'm trying to see friends or even just dropping a quick voice note in the morning when I'm walking the dogs. Yeah, I'm just in like this, I'm in a good groove and I'm just going to go with it. But it, what it took was me going... Why I really need to have a real serious conversation with myself and the people around me. And then really making sure that I'm doing, I'm taking actual actions. I'm not just going, oh, I'm going to do that. No, 
I'm gonna start the YouTube channel. I'm gonna hire the videographer. I'm gonna change my number. I'm gonna change these things around me, which I believe will contribute to me not being fully happy and fulfilled. And kind of leave it, uh, like leaving the years, or leaving the end of every year feeling a bit, oh God, well, I don't know how I feel about that. So yeah, we will see what happens, but I wanted to do a little update for a while. And I hope it has been insightful in some way, or maybe it's made you think about your life in some way and what you need to do. I'm very, very bloody impressed that the dogs have stayed quiet for so long. So that is also a bonus. <laughs> but yeah, next episode, I'm not too sure what Holly's got in store, but shout out to Holly because if it wasn't for her, this podcast would not be able to continue because she's an absolute star. So you're editing this and um, you might take it out. I don't know. Maybe don't take it out, chick, because you do want you, you deserve the recognition. So anyway, I'll see you guys in the next episode. And yeah, be happy with where you're at and just stay true to what you what you think is right for you. And I'll see you guys in the next episode.